Hello, and welcome to Carried Away. I'm your host, Carrie Murray. As the founder of the Bra Network, the Business Relationship Alliance, I have met some of the most inspiring women working as entrepreneurs, freelancers, founders, executives, and creatives, and I want to share their stories with you. So let's get carried away. When brands play nice with each other, that's called a collaboration, sometimes even a partnership. But how do we do that? How do we approach partners, potential collaborators to be your new best friend? Well, I answer these questions and so much more with collaboration consultant Bailey Hancock when we get carried away. How are you? I'm good. Today's a good day so far. Good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Um, No, it's touch and go. (laughs) You know, it's, I think it's hour by hour. Hi, Casey. Um, So, you know, sometimes it's like going swimmingly. And the next time my 13 year old's in a puddle on the floor, like, oh, I feel like we're all 13 year old girls right now. Yeah. 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 Very uh, kind of like unsure of ourselves, but really sometimes overly confident and just want to be with our friends, but then want to be by ourselves. And it's, we don't know what's going on with our bodies anymore. Exactly. We're like, what is happening? No idea. Um, Well, um, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to Canaway. I'm so excited to have Bailey Hancock here. Uh, She is a collaboration consultant, speaker, and podcast host of Stop, Collaborate, and Listen. But most importantly, she is 2019's Women on the Rise Empowerment Leader. Yay, Bailey! (laughs) Now, part of the reason why you earned that award so deservingly is because you not only work with a lot of bra members, but you also work with a lot of different entrepreneurs, particularly female entrepreneurs, and really helping them leverage their brand, their business to that, that level. That's like, Oh, I need to get to the point where I need partnerships and collaborations. I can't do it on my own. Um, what kind of made you fall into collaboration consulting? And is that a name you made up? Yes. Accurate. I did make that up. I love a good alliteration, um, which is sometimes to my own detriment because all of my products and offerings and services all are very alliterative. So it's like the collaboration crash course, the collaboration convenience store, which is coming soon. Stop collaborating. Listen, it's like, okay. Um, but yeah, I made it up because I had been working as a business development and partnership manager at general assembly back when they opened, uh, I was there February, 2014 through the end of 2015. And I really helped grow the community when they first came to LA. And I did that primarily through partnering with well-aligned community groups, um, event series, really anybody that needed a venue. We had a gorgeous venue in downtown Santa Monica with great parking across the street, which anybody that's done an event ever knows you know, the severity of that. Um, And I learned very quickly that I could barter that space in exchange for exposure for what we were doing at GA to really well-aligned groups. So I was very well aware of all of the tech business and design focused communities in LA, and I would allow them to hold their events or their classes or their workshops in our space in exchange for the email list of attendees and for doing a shout out at the beginning um, of every event, which I did probably 2 billion of over the you know, that almost two years. Um, And so it worked beautifully. I spent zero dollars and we were just crushing every other campus in terms of growth. And they kept asking me like, what are you doing over there? Are you buying lists? Like, why are you growing your email list so quickly? And I was like, honestly, I'm doing less work than all of you suckers. Um, And I'm just opening our doors to the right people who need a space and are happy to exchange, you know, what they're giving me for the space. So When I left General Assembly, I went to go work at a major ad agency doing partnerships on behalf of our clients who are brands like Warner Brothers, Wells Fargo, Hilton. And, you know, I didn't have the same good vibes of like, oh, I'm working with these small communities and like giving them a space. It was like, uh, it was just a different vibe. You know, it was very advertising, marketing focused, less like community based 
So when I left there to start my own business as a collaboration consultant, the intention was helping entrepreneurs specifically, like I had a very soft spot for solopreneurs like us, um, help them understand how they can leverage collaboration and partnerships to achieve their goals, which most people's goals are growth and getting the word out about what they have to offer so they can remain in business in six months. And it's basically free. So that was my whole intention was putting the power into the hands of these solopreneurs to help them see how they could leverage their relationships to achieve their goals and, and hopefully amplify their message for a very inexpensive, if not free, price. Love that. I love that. And I know today you're going to specifically talk to us about during the time of social distancing and kind of not being able to have this kind of in-person touch points and everything, how we can still approach potential collaborators or potential partners or, or what that's, what community is even going to look like at the end of all this. I don't even have any idea, um, but I'm working on it. Um, um, but, oh, but before you answer that, I just want everybody to know that's popped in on the IG live that we're going to be uh, having a little giveaway at the end of this at, where you'll get to spend 15 minutes picking Bailey's brain um, at a later time. So make sure you hang on till the end because we're going to scroll through. I'm going to randomly pick somebody. So yeah. uh, it'll be awesome. So anyways, um, yeah. So what, what kind of advice would you give to anyone who's kind of maybe in the event space or a photographer or someone that can't, doesn't feel like they can connect with people or build partnerships or collaborations because we're currently distant physically, but I guess not socially, if you really want to be somatic about it. But I know there's all these what? rules around how we're supposed to talk about this. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> um, you know, I actually think this is the best time we've ever had to be able to really curate your community. That's what I like to call networking um, because we're all home right? We're not out and about. We're not mingling. We're not going to events. We're not having meetings and coffee dates. So yes, it does have to go virtually. But like, if you're finding yourself with the time, frankly, I've been less bored than ever in my entire life because I'm here just trying to create content and be out in the world and helping people. But if you're finding yourself with a little bit of extra time, now is the perfect opportunity to not only grow your community, but nurture the one you have. And probably that's more important, honestly, right now. Like, don't focus so much on trying to add new people to your network because I think the best way to do that still is in person, if possible. Um, there's just something different about having an in-person touch point with a new connection. So I think focusing your efforts on remembering who is in your current community. And that could look like going through your LinkedIn. You don't need to scroll through your connections. Scroll through the feed. See who's posting. See who's talking about an article they wrote or a webinar they're running or a new job that they got or a job that they lost, which is happening a lot. Um, find touch points with the people in your network to have a reason to reach out and just say, Hey, and you know, it's actually kind of fun. If you set a goal to like reach out to one person a day, who's in your past, who maybe you haven't talked to in a while, or you haven't connected with lately, it's a great opportunity to say, Hey, how are you holding up? What's going on? Like we yeah. all have this common thing that we're going through together. So it really is the perfect time to touch base with the people in your network and not with an intention behind it of like, Oh, I'm going to hopefully work with them or maybe they'll hire me or whatever. It's more so just touch base to touch base. And that's something I preach constantly. Like my friend, Emily Merrill, who runs six degrees society talks about nurturing your network when you don't need them and tapping them when you do. And like, that's, you know, my version of that is make deposits before you need to withdraw. Now is the time to be depositing left and right, like building up that relationship karma and reaching out to people just to say, Hey, and check in on them so that when you're able to, you know, open the doors or go back to real life, like you've got all these beautiful little nurtured relationships, you've been watering all your seeds in the garden and maybe some stuff will sprout through. Yeah. I think that's really, really important. I think a lot of people are panicking um, yeah. and they're losing their purpose, you know, behind their brand and why they originally got started. And I, most creative entrepreneurs, you know, the reason why we create is we want to bring pretty things, pretty engaging things into the world, things that are going to serve other people. And so to feel like you need to sell them right now, just yeah. for creatives, I know they're really yes. struggling with that. Um, so I think it's, you're absolutely right to really like, find your little group that's in your network already and pop in and say hello. I've also found that 
I've started hearing from people that I was like, oh yeah, Molly, I haven't heard from her in months or, you know, and especially through LinkedIn, um, mm -hmm. I've been like, I'm actually going to reach out to this person who I connected with at that conference a year ago and immediate reply like, oh yes, I do remember sitting with you. That's right. And people I didn't think who would remember me at all after something like that. Yeah. So I think that's really, really good advice when, when you're kind of approaching collaborations or potential partners, what's kind of like the homework someone should do before they're like, Hey, I want to be a best friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, act like you give a shit. First right. of all, you know, I think understanding as much as you can about what's going on in their business that you can glean without talking to them before you go into that conversation is ideal. And I mean, we have the freaking internet at our fingertips, like do a quick Google search on somebody or somebody's business. I always like to click on news um, for results as opposed to just general Google findings because news will give you current information. News will show you any articles they've written or been written about in, you know, anything that, that they've been featured in relatively recently. Um, and that gives you a perfect talking point because then you can say, Hey, I saw you were featured in this, like great work. I heard that podcast episode you were on. Cool. I heard you talking about fill in the blank, like actually invest in a little bit of time to, to see what they've been up to and then use that as a jumping off point. And then of course say, so what's, what's been going on behind the scenes? Like, what you got working on. Um, and I think it just makes people feel seen and respected and appreciated and like somebody's paying attention, which I know a lot of us feel for better or worse that nobody's really paying attention to anybody else right now. Like everybody's just trying to go so deep inward and, and make it through this time that they're not focusing on the outside world. So if somebody approaches me and says, Hey, I've been noticing all the content you've been putting out. I'm like, Hey, I saw your new Instagram TV series. Like, cool. I'm going to feel so good and so validated in that moment. So seeing that I'm going to be like, Hey, thanks. What are you up to? Like, what, what can we do together? Like instantly I'm on their team because they've made me feel like they're on mine. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of your IG series, what do, I know that's new. Um, mm -hmm. what is, what does that focus on? Tell us a little bit more about that. What are you doing? It's called Collaboration Q&A Tuesday. So every other Tuesday, I'm answering one of the billions of collaboration questions I get all the time. Um, I have my Facebook group, the Collaboration Coalition. And in order to join the group, I ask three questions, one of which is, what do you wish you knew about collaboration? So I have a, a spreadsheet, a Google sheet of like hundreds upon hundreds of questions that people have about collaboration. So I've been going through and plucking out the ones that I feel like are asked the most or are the most relevant to right now and doing an under 10 minutes video response with my answer. And um, with that, I've got, you know, the last two episodes, one and two, I've had five tips um, that after I post the Instagram TV episode, I'm doing a, a swipeable, you know, Instagram post as well that has those tips that are just like, even if you don't want to watch the video, here are five actionable things that you can do that address the question. So episode one, the question was, um, how can I approach a partner in the best way or something like that? Like, how can I reach out in a way that's going to start the relationship off on a good foot? So it was five tips for that. Episode two was about my favorite collaboration tools. So that's just five platforms or tools or apps that I use. So I try to keep them super actionable and quick sure. so that people can very quickly be like, oh, got it. Thanks. And move on and go, you know, apply them to their day. I love that because um, sometimes when people have lead magnets or IG series or whatever, it's like so broad um, and you're kind of like reaching for the stars here, but to have it break it broken down into bite-sized pieces really makes it much more manageable and yeah. less overwhelming, uh, which I think is really, really important with any anybody who has an IG series, just FYI. <laughs> keep it straightforward to the point. I'm also trying to honestly keep it easy for me to keep doing it because the moment I make something complicated is the moment I'm not going to want to do it anymore. And so, and these were going to be weekly, by the way. And then oh, after okay. the first one, I was like, just kidding every other week. So <laughs> for now, that's the cadence. But um, yeah, so the next one will be next Tuesday. And it is on, uh, I already forgot what the question was. Oh, how to not get screwed over in a collaboration. Oh, clever. That gets asked a lot. Yeah. And have you experienced that where you've built like a relationship and then you're like, how do we break up? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, here's the thing about that. Like, 
For me, I think of a collaboration as a one-off situation. Mm -hmm. It's one and done, has a start and end date. A partnership to me is more of an ongoing working relationship. So it's more long-term. So with collaborations, there's really no breaking up. There's just no second date, right? So Mm -hmm. I try to keep most things as collaborations unless it makes sense. And we've done quite a few and we know that we're in love and we want to spend the rest of our lives together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... With one-off collaborations, the way that I felt taken advantage of, we'll say, is when I'm just not kept in the loop by the partner of what's going on on their end. They ghost me. They go radio silent. We've like had a couple calls. We've got a plan in the works. And then I just stop hearing from them, which is infuriating because, first of all, I immediately blame myself. And I'm like, what did I do? Like, I messed this up. And then it's like, it's the whole stages of grief, right? Then it's like, well, screw them. I don't even like them anyway. And then it's like, (laughs) but like, I don't know, maybe, maybe we can still salvage this. Like it's the whole process, right? And frankly, it always comes down to lack of communication on both sides usually. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think my best quickest advice for that is literally stay as connected as possible without being annoying um, and have recurring check-in so that if they have to cancel that, that's like, they're going to need to reach out and tell you why they're canceling it. But if you're just expecting to be kept in the loop via email or however you're communicating and they just ghost you and there's no accountability there, that's when people feel really taken advantage of. And then they get bitter about collaborating and collaborating is a beautiful, wonderful, amazing thing when done right. Yeah, it really is. And it can really, um, you, both sides can be mutually beneficial from a great collaboration. I've had, I've had fabulous collaborations. I've been knock wood. I've yet to have to feel like I need to break up with someone. Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But um, that reminds me when, um, when you, you know, when you, co- collaboration is mutual, you know, there's not necessarily an exchange of money or anything like that. I was recently approached by an influencer. I'm going to put that in quotes because um, I don't, really understand what that word means because I think somebody made it up and whatever. (laughs) I'm going to call myself an influencer. But anyway, so I was approached and they said, I read your recent email. It really touched me. Um, I've been following you on Instagram. I'm an entrepreneur. This is my brand. La 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 la. Um, Can we connect? Sure. I reached out back to them. Happy to hear. Let's book a call. Tell me more about what you do. Instead, she sent me back her pitch deck with how much it would cost for me to advertise on her Instagram. And she gave me all the stats. That's when I immediately knew this was for money. When the first page of the pitch deck is how many followers she has, her email list. And then it went down to, I feature you my stories for $5,000. And I was like, I didn't even approach you. I didn't even know you, lady. (laughs) What? What? So I, of course, have not responded to her. But what? What, what's the disconnect there? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not a collaboration, but collaboration as a word has been co-opted by a lot of influencers and it's frustrating from a collaboration consultant's perspective because I feel like I've worked very hard to make it clear what a collaboration is and that is not it. To me, that's a promotion. That's a sponsorship. That's advertising, which is great. That's marketing. It's not a collaboration though. Um, so I think the problem is language, right? Like when people say we should collaborate and then they send you a pitch deck, you're like, oh, you meant we should work together. We should, you should, I think my platform would be great for promotion for you. So I would say it is, it's on the person reaching out to be more clear and transparent with what it is they're reaching out for. That's just bad sales on her part, right? Like she's selling you an opportunity to come to her community, which is fine. But say that because that would immediately have eliminated the back and forth and your expectations would have been set from the get-go. So you could say, oh, thank you for that offer. You know, I don't, it's not in my budget right now, or I'm not focusing on that type of marketing, but I'll reach out in the future if, you know, it's a good fit. Or you could say, actually, yeah, let's do this. That sounds great. But she almost baited, baited, baited and switched you. Yeah. She did a little bait and switch. Um, and that's shitty. That's like, that's bad uh, relationship management and outreach and biz dev and all of that. So again, that's not a collaboration in my book. A collaboration is always equal. It's always got an even value exchange. And it's okay if like that value exchange is not happening simultaneously. And what I mean by that is a collaboration doesn't always have to be 
a joint webinar or, you know, a co-produced like product or something like that. It can sometimes be, Hey, I'm launching this product. I would love to get in front of your community. Can I come on your podcast? Can I do a Facebook live with you? Basically they cash in on their side of the collaboration. And then in exchange down the road, or even that same day, whatever you can say, okay, cool. Here's what I would like to get out of a partnership with you. And then it's okay if like one happens months and months later, that's fine. But as long as you're both walking away from the deal or from the relationship with something that feels good for you, then that's a collaborative effort. And that's fantastic. So I wish there was like uh, um, a Yelp for potential collaborators where you go in and you review, like I had a great collaboration with Bailey. Uh, we partnered on or collaborated on this event and I got this and she got this and she got five stars. <laughs> but it's really like, where do you, where do most people meet potential collaborators? Is it typically word of mouth? Is it something like, I know someone who knows someone? Is the cold email even work anymore? Uh, it, it must because people still do it, right? Um, yeah. I've never collaborated with somebody that wasn't connected to me somehow. A good example of this is I'm working on a collaboration, uh, a joint webinar and downloadable with two women that were sent to me by my OBGYN of all people. She <laughs> apparently, while doing her, her work, uh, <laughs> somehow I came up, which is very flattering. <laughs> and um, I came up and she said, oh, here's Bailey's email. You guys should connect. You have some... They work, they have a PR agency. So they reached out and they said, we were, we were introduced to you by Dr. Mercy. And she, you know, she's saying your praises and like, we think there could be something here. Are you open to a call? And had they been strangers with no connection to me, I would have been like, Oh, you know, no, thank you. Like I'm busy right now. Or, you know, maybe I would have taken it who knows, depending on the day, but because it came from somebody I know and trust with all of my lady parts, <laughs> um, I immediately was like, Oh, any friend of Dr. Mercy's friend of mine. So we got on a call and yada, yada. But yeah, I mean, in business, like when you think about big brand collaborations, which is where most people's minds go to when they think about collaboration, they think, oh, well, me plus, you know, Target. Or they think like Create and Cultivate and MasterCard. Exactly. They recently had a collaboration. Right, which counts. That is 100% a collaboration. But if you're a small business owner or a solopreneur, then you're probably not going to be collaborating with major brands, at least not right off the bat. And that's not to say you don't have value for them and there's not something you could do it's just so much heavier lifting than is necessary to achieve your goal. Um, and so for, you know, the idea of just getting ready and just doing it, like start to tap your first and second degree connections, you know, put it out there in your circles, put it out there on LinkedIn, put it out there in the Facebook groups you're part of. I mean, we're all in Facebook groups. Bra Network is a beautiful example of this. If you're a bra member, you have a, a huge community of people who have actively said, yes, I believe in collaboration. I believe in supporting one another. I believe in yada, yada, yada. Like you're on the same page. So it's a perfect place to start to look for collaborators because you already have that in common. And that's the biggest thing you're looking for with partners is overlap. Overlapping mission, why you do what you do, vibe, Mm -hmm. how you do what you do or how you communicate what you do and audience, who you do it for. And typically, if you're in a professional organization or a networking group or anything like that, you've got some overlapping stuff because you've all sort of found your way there, right? So there's reason that you're all in that community together. So why go starting from scratch and like having to prove your case and prove your worth and your value to a brand that's also going to be really hard to get into unless you have a connection um, when you could start on a smaller scale with the people that already have something in common with you, that trust you, that know you, that like you, that are down to experiment with you without it being a huge make or break deal. um, That is the best place to start for collaboration. Yeah. I love that. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go to your Facebook page. I didn't tell you about this and I'm going to tell the people how many people we have in common. Oh, my like personal Facebook page. Yes. 67. We have 67 mutual friends, people who know someone who knows. And um, I hope not one of them is my mother. No. Okay. <laughs> my mom might be. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't connected with your mom yet. Okay. <laughs> mom, please don't suck my bra members. But she was so cute at the, at the event. At the yeah, the right so event. I can see that we have 67 mutual friends. We're also a part of nine groups. Now to me, it's just like, the web that could come from that collaboration 
is huge. The potential is huge. And then to be, you know, when you are in a group, you're like, oh, you're here too. Hey girl. Hey, you know, it's so interesting, the overlay that happens, but also when we're in those different groups, how we behave differently, you know, like when we're on LinkedIn, it's like, we're at our parents' dinner party, right? And we have to mine our P's and Q's, but in Facebook, we're a little bit more casual and everything. Um, and Instagram, it's just all over the place. Yeah, exactly. But I, I always find it interesting when you see the, the people that you have in common, you're like, oh, wait, you know Laurel too from this right. person or this person. And you kind of keep that, like you said, you're planting that seed. Like, I'm going to make sure I reach out to Bailey if I ever want to connect with Laurel on right. something I have down the line. Um, and kind I of- mean, that's the whole beauty of LinkedIn, right? Like yes. LinkedIn to me is so valuable because you can see who people are connected to that you are not, but that you want to be right? Like that's even more valuable because if I'm trying to get into, if I'm trying to even get connected to an individual who I just don't know personally, I will go to their LinkedIn profile and see who I know that also is connected to them. And that's where the warm introduction comes from. And that's what increases the likelihood of that stranger to me uh, saying yes to even responding to me or getting on a call with me. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, On the other side of it, if someone has emailed you and said, hey, would you mind giving me a warm introduction to Carrie Murray of the Bra Network? And you're like, eh. how do you, like, if you don't feel comfortable or you don't even know this person that well, you like, they follow you on Instagram or something. It's not anyone intimate. Um, and you're like, I don't even know if you would be right for Carrie or if this is a good fit. How do you kind of say, no, thank you? <laughs> it's it's easy as I call it the double opt-in. So Whenever somebody asks for a connection from me, I say, sure, I'm happy to pass your information along. Send me, you know, one or two sentences on your intention with reaching out to them. Like, what do you want? What are you hoping to do together? Send me any links that are appropriate. And then I will pass that on. And if they're open to connecting, I will make that introduction. So I always give the person I'm reaching out to the opt out, right? To say no. I, I do this daily because I get asked for warm introductions constantly. And what's sad is often the person asking for the introduction won't even respond to that first email that I replied to where I said, sure, send me a blurb that I can pass along and I'm happy to do so. They won't take the time to even put that blurb together for me so that I can send it to them. Because it's, you know, when you're asking for an introduction, you have to make it as easy as possible for that person to accommodate you, right? Because you're asking a favor. They're not getting anything out of it except for the joy of connecting people, which is lovely. And you and I both know that, but Mm -hmm. still it's like, at least make it easy for me. You know, I have a whole freaking free template. That's a warm introduction request email that literally helps you write the email to the person you're looking for the introduction from and make it so that they can just copy and paste the blurb to the person you're asking for the introduction to so that all they have to do is send one email, potentially two, instead of writing back to you saying, hey, what do you want from that person? You know, because I'm never going to just say, sure, hey, Carrie, meet so-and-so. I'll let you take it from here. I will never, (laughs) ever, ever do that. Because my network is sacred to me. They are my friends. They are my people. And I want my email to always bring a sense of happiness when somebody sees it pop into their inbox. I never want somebody to see my email pop into their inbox and go, what does she want now? Right. <laughs> Who's she connecting me to now? Ever. And so I'm very, very cautious with how I connect people to others in my network. Um and so it's it's a great out for everybody, right? So if somebody's asking me for an introduction, they give me the blurb, I send it to the person, say, hey, so-and-so's looking to connect with you. If you're okay with that, let me know and I'll make the introduction. And most of the time they say, sure, fire away, send them my way. And I say, so-and-so meet so-and-so. I'll let you two take it from here. Please, for the love of God, put me on BCC at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't trap me on your freaking email communication, <laughs> <Right. with> monsters. <laughs> um, and, if, and you know, sometimes they won't, they just won't respond. And to me, that's a no. Uh, and sometimes they'll respond and say, eh, that's okay. Thanks, so. though. And I just, you know, what I tell the person asking for the introduction, I'll say, happy to pass this along. If they say yes, I'll connect you guys. And then I leave it at that. So it's rare that somebody follows up and says, hey, did they ever write you back? Because then I have to be like, yeah, they're not interested. It almost never happens. I probably had to send one of those emails ever. And I make a lot, I have a whole folder in Gmail that is called warm introductions. So the fact that I've had to send one of those is pretty good. Yeah, that's great. And 
I heard the word free. <laughs> Can we put that free downloadable maybe oh, in the bra Facebook group? Yes. Um, but if anybody else wants it, I'm sure they can go to baileyhancock.com to pick it up. Um, Actually, and I think if you go to the link in my bio on Instagram, it might be on there still. Just scroll down all the links. Um, it's called oh, okay. Warm Intro Request Email Template. Love it. Um, but either way, I'll happily post the link in the Facebook group as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, tell me how, if, if I'm an entrepreneur, I am, and I have worked with you, and it was a wonderful experience. I did the collaboration crash course. Nope, you did the collaboration strategy session. I told you there's so many things. There's so many names. The crash course is different. That's the the workshop series. That's the workshop series. Okay. So I did the strategy session, which was fantastic. Um, And you gave me a lot of homework, which was really good. Um, I think what was really great about working with you um, is how easy you made everything. Um, It was all beautifully branded. It was in a nice little Google sheet and a Google document to where I never had to go, where did I write that? When did she send me that email? Like it was so organized and you had examples. So the the packaging of working with you is really, really polished. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Thank you. It's never doing me. I feel the need to be super organized. Yes. And as the... I'm an Aquarius, so I always seek out organization because I'm all over the place. Um, so I appreciate that. I'm here to be your safe harbor. <laughs> yes. So tell me about the workshop you're getting ready to launch um, or how people can work with you if they don't want to do a group thing. Yeah, I have quite a few options. I mean, my biggest thing is a 10-week one-on-one package where uh, it's really start to finish, like, all things collaboration, but specific to your business, specific to your needs and your goals and where you are in your business. Whether you're launching or you've been doing it for 10 years, there's a place for collaboration in your strategy for sure. Um, Then we have the Collaboration Crash Course Workshop Series, which is going to be, I shifted it by a week because you know, life. So it's going to be three Wednesdays in a row, the 20th, 27th, and then the 3rd of June um, from 1030 to 130. Yeah, we're basically it's it's my 10 week program, but crammed into three sessions with uh, up, yeah, up to five people total. So I'm keeping it really small and intimate. Um, I ran that last summer with three bra members actually. And yeah, and it was, it was the first time I did it. So I really didn't know what to expect. I wasn't sure if those, you know, those entrepreneurs were going to gel and they all did and totally different businesses. And it was great. Um, So that's really designed for people that are like, I don't have 10 weeks, Bailey, just give me the information and let me go. Um, And then the next down one is what you and I did together, which is two, two hour sessions. That's designed for like a specific Uh, goal in mind. Like if you, you know, I'm not doing a whole lot of teaching exactly your conference. Um, So it's more of like, okay, you've got a lot of questions about a specific thing. We're just going to dive in. I'm not going to teach you the ropes. I'll still give you all the tools, templates and best practices, but we're going to focus on the task at hand. And then a pick my brain session, which is 90 minutes of literally like, what do you want to know? Let's talk. Something that is happening, um, I would like to say by June 1st, that's the goal, is I'm launching a collaboration convenience store on my website, which is going to be uh, a place where you can find a ton of downloadables, templates, toolkits, collaboration resources that should keep you busy forever that don't involve interacting with me. And I think I've hesitated on that for a long time because I love working one-on-one so much with people and I love teaching, but I also recognize that especially the climate that we're in right now, people often can't afford, you know, even a $250 pick my brain session feels like a lot and I get it. Um, I'm feeling that too. So the convenience store is designed to be all of the materials that you would ordinarily get with me just without that one-on-one touch, but that you can totally teach yourself on your own pace, your own time, going to be a much lower price point. So this is good for me to say this out loud because now I'll have to actually do it. Um, <laughs> to love that, just commit and then now yep. you're stuck. But it's something I've been meaning to do for a long time. And I think now is the perfect time for this where it's like, I have so much content and so many worksheets and templates and tools and you've gotten it all now. Yeah. And so, you know, there's, there's stuff for days. And I hate that it's behind this barrier of a price point that is just unattainable right now for a lot of people. And my intention with my work is to help as many people as I possibly can to understand how to think collaboratively and leverage their network to achieve their goals. So I'm going to get out of the way 
of that and let people, if that's where they are right now, cool. And then I'm still here to work one-on-one if that's in your budget at some point in the future. Yeah, I love that. And the the idea of just going in and thinking that, let me pick and choose what I think I need right now. I need templates for you know, building a partnership contract or something right. like that. That's great. I know when I worked with you, what was great is you, the way your brain works is as we're talking through something, you're, the light bulbs that hit you are like, oh, you need to meet this person. And then you'll write it down. You're like, yeah. oh, you need to know Asana. You, you need to write. Maybe Trello would be like you, the light bulb moments you have working with you one-on-one is, is you, it's, you know, it's like unbelievable and it's really, really valuable. So anybody who really wants to like have it in real time, <laughs> I highly recommend working with Bailey. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's, I, I love it so, so, so much. And that's why I've hesitated on an online course for partnerships or even these downloadables because the magic is in the moment without yeah. question. And that is, that is my, my biggest strength is being able to see the person I'm with, right? Mm-hmm. Like see what exactly you need in that moment and who you need to meet. And you're right. My brain is just like rapid fire when we're in a session. Sometimes I'll have to be like, can you hold, just give me, okay. yeah. and like, I'm like letting it process mm-hmm. and then taking copious notes on our doc because yeah, right. I mean, it is so personal, but there is obviously a ton of generalities that I think will get people started in the right direction. Oh, yeah. And just even getting their collaboration hat on their head in the first place is so valuable, especially, especially, especially right now. Yeah. And I think if anybody out there has ever once thought I should reach out to this person, or I always wanted to, you know, build something with this person, now's the time to do it. Um, And I think you're a great, you know, guide to help, you know, massage that relationship. It's kind of like, you're like the dating coach and you're bringing people together. It's like you two should date. (laughs) Yeah. And that's something that will happen whether you want me to or not. Like I joke that once people are in my web, like they don't escape. And uh, (laughs) anybody that is in my community knows they've probably gotten an email from me saying, Hey, can I connect you with this person? You guys definitely need to talk. Or like, I thought of this thing and then you came to mind and, you know, and that's, that's my favorite part of my life and what I do and why I'm such a hyper connector because I just, I can see the forest for the trees and be like you and you go do something magical. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're like, I met you here and you over here. And then that woman we met there. And then today we're going to all be together here. It's it's called the woman on the rise luncheon. That's the place where we all are together. And it was my last in-person event that I attended before this all went down. And it was such a beautiful day because despite the weather out the window, the room was chock full of people who I know and love from different places, different communities that are all gathered in the same space. And that is the beauty of Bra Network is everybody is almost pre-qualified to be awesome, right? Like, like attracts like, and we think we're cool. We think you're cool. We're all cool together. Let's do something great. (laughs) And so that's why there's so many collaborations that come out of Bra because you already have that overlap, that, that commonality that enables you to start from there and all beautiful collaborations start from the overlap. That is where they exist. The connection point is where collaboration must begin and should begin. So when you have something that's, that's so overlapping and so lovely, like being part of the community, then collaboration just becomes very easy and that's exactly how it should feel. I love that. I love that so much. Um, Really quick before we wrap up, um, is there any advice you would give someone in the collaboration who's thinking about dipping their toe in it? What would be like something you would say, avoid this or try this first? Literally just do something, just try it. I think, you know, when this all happened, this all began literally for me the day after the Women on the Rise luncheon, Friday the 13th was, you know, day zero. Um, I, I started thinking, okay, this is getting crazy. Um, I have no idea how I'm going to weather this storm. Wait, yes, I do. It's by working with others. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, March, the second half of March was basically a shit show. And then April hit and I was like, it's game time. You either sink or swim here. And so I put a crap ton of events on the calendar. Some were reached out to me about, some I reached out about. But between April and May, I think there's at least 10 things that I'm participating in. None of them are are being done by me. So I'm coming to these communities like we're doing right now, um, spreading the message of collaboration, getting exposure in exchange for content, which is what we're doing here. And so that's a collaboration. 
So yeah. if you think about it, if you're an entrepreneur and you have something to teach the world, which you better, if you're an entrepreneur, that's the whole thing, right? Um, then think about the places where you could be sharing that knowledge and reach out. Ideally, they're communities you're already a part of. So if you're part of Bra, think about how you could pitch yourself to be on Carried Away or, you know, Wisdom mm-hmm. Wednesday, something like that. Don't just pitch yourself saying, hey, Carrie, do you want to have me on? Yeah. That's not helpful. Don't do that to Carrie. That Don't sucks. do that. <laughs> um, instead, go back and watch, you know, some of these Carried Away episodes. See what the commonalities are. See the questions that, you, that Carrie asks and then start to think like, what would I say to that question? What could I contribute to that? And then pitch her that, right? Like pitch you that um, so that you're basically having a problem solved by this person reaching out, right? Like if they reach out and they do it well, you don't have to now think of somebody for next month's carried away, which is a benefit to you, right? You know that like, oh, wow, I hadn't thought about having a person on to talk about that thing. My community is going to love that. So it's value add for the community. It's value add for you. And it's value add for the person that's coming on because they're getting exposure to a well-aligned audience. So that's a collaboration. Don't overthink it. Do an Instagram live, do a Facebook live. Like who cares? Just bring what you have to say um, with somebody else that has a complimentary message and then just try something. Don't overthink it. That's the advice I, I think, have to give myself. Yeah, I think that's a big thing that gets in people's way is they overthink it. Like, Carrie won't want to talk to me or, you know, they're not going to want to do that. I don't know. Like they right. honestly, you have a one-sided conversation and make up what everything that they're going to say. And the worst that can happen is what will happen if you never reach out, which is it doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> Nothing. Literally. <Yeah. laughs> it's the same outcome, except you're going to feel worse because then you're just going to feel stupid for not reaching out. And then you're going to beat yourself up. And good Lord, who has time for all that right not now? Not me. No oh. hard pass on that one. Ooh. That's for sure. So um, in the time of quarantine, uh, I'm dying to know what else you're getting carried away about. So before we pick our winner in our giveaway here, who get, who's going to get 15 minutes of your time, um, tell me um, what, when you're not building your brand and taking care of that gorgeous baby, um, what are you keeping yourself busy with? What are you kind of carried away about? Is it something on Netflix, a podcast, a book? Is it just sitting in silence? What, what gets you know? <laughs> Sitting in silence. What a concept. Um, You know, when left to my own devices, I really, really love learning about astrology and and cycles and rhythms. And, you know, I think I've always loved astrology. I got really into the moon and all that shit like three years ago. And I think especially in times like these when it feels so chaotic and uncontrollable and like we have no... We have nothing to grasp onto. For me, it feels like a productive, or maybe it's not even productive because honestly, everything doesn't have to be. Um, It just feels like almost an escape that also still feels like it's aligned to goal setting for me, right? So I know like we, you know, we're coming up on a full moon, um, I think in Scorpio in a couple days. And, you know, that means a lot of different things. But for me, I'm like, okay, where is Scorpio in my, you know, in my chart? Like, okay, it's in my sixth house of of work or whatever. Where can I release things in terms of, you know, Mm -hmm. that, whatever. And I'm butchering all of this because I am still a novice (laughs) in it. But like, it gives me something to think about that isn't directly related to work, but still can be used in a way that feels like it serves a purpose. So I love getting lost in that. I'm not a big TV watcher and that's mostly because, um, I don't know, I've never, I've just never really been, but I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, and I'm just starting to work out again after a very long hiatus because again, survival. Um, so I am signed up for the plyo jam cardio party I'll be there. Yay! Saturday at 10 a.m. So get right. your ticket if you haven't already. That's right. I'm very excited for that because I know that moving my body always moves my mind too and makes me feel really good. But it's the first thing that I scratch off my list because it feels unnecessary. Same. Yeah. Same with meditation. So I'm trying to not make everything about work right now because that's my natural tendency and give myself a little bit of room to breathe in other areas because it always positively impacts my work too. Yeah. I love that. I love astrology too. I'm, I'm mildly obsessed with it. Um, I know we had the necklaces it, from the yeah. luncheon that I love. That was such yeah. a fun, fun activity. Yeah. But when I start to hear things that I'm like, I don't like, I'm like, eh. just kidding. This <laughs> just is kidding. But this, this is whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. So 
there are certain things out there in the world that people get obsessed about and they absolutely love and they get go crazy about it. You can see it on Facebook, you see it in blog posts, you see it everywhere and they get all carried away about. But what is something that people get so carried away about and so excited about that you can't stand? Like for me, it's chocolate. I don't get Oh, it. I'm with you there. <laughs> like, I, I also am not a chocolate lover. Yeah. So give me three things that you can't stand that other people just go crazy about. Tiger King. <laughs> That's what Hillary said. <laughs> so here's the thing. I actually, I watched the whole series, but I hate, I really, Joe Exotic. Exotica, whatever the fuck. I don't um, care. His name, sorry. I've dropped all the F-bombs in this episode, so apologies for that. Um, I got really riled up about Carol Baskin and the hate that came toward her (laughs) from the whole thing. It felt very misogynistic and patriarchal um, in a way that, you know, at at surface level didn't have anything to do with the show, but it really upset me on a deep level that people were attacking this woman when clearly the main character was the worst human on the planet. Um, We have no evidence that she killed her husband and fed him to a tiger, you guys. Move on. Um, so there's that. Let's see. What else do people freaking love? I mean, honestly, I'm not a huge like Netflix and chill person. Like yeah. I'm not a big TV watcher. And when people are like, oh, I watched all of TV. Like I yeah. watched all of Netflix. I'm done. I'm like, oh man, I'm lucky if I get through like two shows a night. And even then they have to be super enjoyable. Or you're kind of checking your phone or you're kind of on your laptop and it's just kind of on in the background. Yeah, Yeah, they can't be deep thinkers because like I think enough all day long. Like I'm good. I need a bit of an escapism. But at the same time, I have a hard time watching junk TV because then it feels like a waste of my time. So it's a really small window of opportunity. Like the office will always hold a special place in my heart. You know, I was super obsessed with the good place. I miss it desperately, especially mm-hmm. right now. Basically all Mike sure shows, um, right. <laughs> you know, parks and rack and all of that. But for the most part, I'm not a TV person. Let's see a third thing that is a super unpopular opinion. Hmm. 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 Tricky. You know, there's not many things I really dislike, but I, I mean, I guess we could say uh, reality TV. Like, oh, yeah. Not to, uh, these are all three TV things. So I feel like I'm hating on TV right now. But <laughs> yeah, that's not an, that's not like a guilty pleasure thing for me. Yeah. Um, a guilty pleasure thing for me would literally be like closing the door to my office all weekend and just like writing in my notebooks and, you know. Not having to make any meals. Oh, God. <laughs> Please. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. There's another one. I'm not into this whole joy of cooking thing right now. I'm like making my own starter dough sour or sourdough starter. Um, I rely on my friends like Kirsten Shaw to deliver me fully cooked sourdough bread and baked goods because they love it and they're good at it. And I will trade them things for it. Like the avocados in my backyard. Love it. Love it. Now, Speaking of that, you know, there are different types of, how are you quarantining? Are you the person who's like the baker now? Are you the person who's like obsessed with cleaning? Are you working out at home? Are you like, I'm going to join TikTok. I'm going to reinvent myself. I'm going to learn something new. I'm I'm the learner. I'm definitely the learner. Yeah. I'm the like, okay. Um, I was talking with a friend who he's a, a waiter and so he can't work right now. And it's not like he can work on his business or something like that. And I was like, and he's living alone. So he's just in his apartment by himself. And I'm like, oh my God, what on earth would that be like right now? Like, even if I weren't working, I still have a nine month old and, you know, this house that things fall apart every day and have to be fixed. You know, Amazon is constantly kept in business by my home. But um, (laughs) no, I, when left to my own devices, I love to learn about something and just like Mm -hmm. go in deep on a topic that I know nothing about and learn as much as I can. And then I'm the one that inevitably wants to turn that around and make it into like a course or a book or something. But Yeah, I'm such a I'm such a lifelong learning nerd that I'm yeah. like that's part of the reason what makes you a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, a good teacher comes from a lifelong love of learning, um, and that's also why you're able to teach to different modalities. Mm-hmm. That's just the principle in me. Just giving you a so you would hire me? Would you hire I would, me for your school? I would hire you. I would actually hire you to to teach my teachers too. Ooh, see, that's way more exciting. To yeah. Me. Oh yeah. No. Who wants to work with five year olds? <laughs> I did for a brief period in my life want to be a third grade teacher. Just to decorate the room, I bet. Literally. That was the only reason. My first grade teacher, who I'm still friends with, said, Bailey, I think you'd be a great teacher. 
but let's be honest, you want to do it to decorate the classroom. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. accurate. Okay, never mind. I'm gonna switch switch my switch majors. majors. Yeah. I think switch I was a I think I was an elementary education major for about a week. Okay. Until she talked me off the ledge. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, Real quick, before we wrap up and we pick our winner, um, thank you, Bailey, so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. This has been so fun. I know. You Um, know I could talk to you all day, every day. I know. Instagram, Facebook, telephone, what you got? All of it. Yeah. And Instagram, it's going to cut us off soon because it's almost been an hour. (laughs) So, okay. I'm going to scroll through. All the people who have chimed in here, and you tell me when to stop. Okay, you ready? Okay, and I can't see the screen, so. No. Okay, so go ahead. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Stop. Right. Uh, oh, it's Anna from Creative Reserve. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, Anna. We're going to be sending you a DM with how you can get a hold of Bailey, although you might have already know how. But uh, you have won 15 minutes of Bailey's time to pick her brain. Did you do a human design with her? Oh, you did. I talked to you about it. Yeah. I'm, ooh, Anna. That's right. We're both projectors, right? We are projectors. Anna, I should have you on carried away for 100% should have her on because she. See, that's another thing. Human design, I totally go down the rabbit hole with and learn a sh- crap ton about um, because it's so fascinating. I love personality assessments. Me too. Me too. Love that stuff. Yeah. Uh, have you uh, taken the Strength Finder 2.0? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I have individualism, um, strategy, I think positivity, input, and one that I always forget. <laughs> yeah. I think mine was I'm a wooer. I I'm don't a, have woo. I was always jealous yeah, about that I'm a one. wooer, a connector. Um, oh, and I forgot the other three. <laughs> for, for some we pick our favorites. Exactly. I'm going to woo you and then connect you. Well, I think collaborators. I forget what they all were. Um, I love it, though. Yeah. I think it's so brilliant to be able to help, you know, connect with individuals on a level that makes sense for them. Enneagram's another one that I've recently started to learn more about. I'm a three Enneagram. I'm a Do you know seven. what you are? Yeah, oh, I think seven. Charlie's a seven. Yeah. And then I just did the four tendencies by Gretchen Rubin and I'm a I questioner. Oh, I don't know that one. I wouldn't be surprised if you and I are just basically the same on all of these. Yes. It's hard being fabulous all the time. <laughs> Such it's a nice burden. to know there's somebody else who struggles with it. <laughs> and usually matches me, but we're polka dots and stripes. Today. I know. It's kind of nice though. Yes. That's right. We'd be good in a photo right now. <laughs> We're always good in a photo. True. True that. True that. <laughs> True words never spoken. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, thank you, everyone who tuned in. I love seeing all the people we know. I saw Hillary and Bree popped in for a while and Anna. And I think I even saw a few other of our Kirsten and Claire, yeah. a few of our lovely friends. Um, so thank you, everyone who joined us. Um, we will, I will see you next Monday for carried away and you can find Bailey where, how can we find you? Best place to look for me, baileyhancock.com, Bailey with no E. All the things are there. Instagram, all my handles are at Bailey Hancock. So pick your poison. Um, but I do have the collaboration coalition Facebook group, which is my community that is now almost, I think we're four people away from 700 members. Woohoo! Yeah, that's great. So they're ripe for collaboration. So if you're wanting to collaborate or learn more, that's a great place to go because I'm going to be running a collaboration challenge, which I love it. Mentioned too, but just get in the group. You'll just learn. Just get about in the Facebook. There's too many group. things to talk it's, about. Yeah, it's tons. Um, and subscribe <laughs> to my email list. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Too. Well, thank you so much. I'll see you soon, virtually. Thanks, I know. Uh, Bye, bye, everybody. <laughs> Ooh, thank you for listening to Carried Away, a female-forward podcast featuring advice from today's business thought leaders and innovators. To watch clips from these interviews, catch them live, or learn more about how the Bra Network lifts and supports female entrepreneurs, head over to Instagram at bra underscore network and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell me what I should get carried away about next. Until then, stay fast.